a time in His Word, and I believe that God has a message for us. We are ready to be educated in the Word of God. We are ready to learn. And I believe that our teacher is around. The Holy Spirit is around. He's going to lead us onto all truth. And uh, we trust that the Lord will grant us a simplicity of His Word or simplicity in His Word and clarity and understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today is our fifth week of the time in His Word. And um, we are into our second lesson. Our first lesson was broken into four bits. And uh, we talked about uh, lesson one. Uh, lesson um, 1a 1b and 1d we finished 1d continuing on the on the subject knowing from whom we have learned knowing from whom we have learned it means being trained by trusted people we finished off by talking about the tips by which we can identify uh, whether a teaching or a doctrine is false we started talking about the things we have to look out for in the vessel or the person presenting the teaching. Uh, if the, the, the question about the reputation and the root of the person is untraceable, then it's very likely that the, the information or the teaching that is being presented can be uh, false or can be full of error. And we also said that if the person portrays himself as being the only person who has that insight and revelation, then we have to be careful. We also said that it's important for scriptures or teachings to be cross-referenced at least to two or three scriptures. And so whatever thing that we received should be able to be cross-referenced with other scriptures, at least two or three. And we also said that the teaching that we hear, whether it's false or true, it, uh, it should be assessed on the fact that it should be universal across the body of Christ. It should not be just unique to one church. And we also said that it should be centered around Christ. And we also said that if it's a true teaching and not a false one, then it should not be divisive and it should not cause confusion. We also said that a false teaching is not able to equip and edify. It does not bring any spiritual maturity. So if you are receiving anything uh, which does not bring about these things that we talked about, then it's likely that it's false. We also said that uh, the teaching should not be exclusive and need not to be protected or defended. If that is the case, then it's likely that is a false teaching. We also said that um, if it's a false teaching, it is not able to stand the test of time. It dies off with the author of the teaching. And we also said that the teaching, of course, um, will lack the inspiration of the Holy Spirit if it's a false doctrine. So on the fifth week, we are moving on to our second lesson. And uh, we're going to read our scripture first, which is um, 2 um, Timothy chapter 3, 14 to 17. And that is the basis of our series uh, on, on the word of God. So we're going to read that scripture and then we enter into today's lesson. So I read from the New King James Version. It says, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, 
that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. And so, so far we've talked about this bit of the verse 14, which says that you should continue in the things which you've learned, that's trained in the word of God, being assured of coming to the place of assured knowledge, knowing from whom you have learned from, that has been trained by trusted men. Today, we're going to go on to the bit that says, and that from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures. That from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Your the title of lesson two is Passing on the Word. Passing on the Word. Just as the Scripture said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. The Bible says, uh, Paul says that Timothy had received the Word from childhood. So it means that the Word has been passed over to him from the people who came before him in the form of the parents and in the form of the elders and the form of the adults in his life and so he had been he has received training or he had been trained in the word of god because the word of god has been passed on to them amen so tonight the, the bit of the scripture that we are emphasizing tonight is known from childhood known from childhood known the scriptures from childhood amen and i believe that god is going to teach us his word by the ability of the spirit amen so known from childhood and our subtopic is passing the word on passing the word on now every teaching that we receive in the word of god is meant for the next generation every teaching that we receive in the word of god is meant for the next generation so whatever we are doing now in terms of training and acquiring knowledge in the word of god is for the next generation it is not meant to end on us but it's meant to be passed on to the next generation and god expects us to pass the knowledge on through the generations so it's not just from us to the the generations after us but from that generation to the generation after them so it goes from one generation to the other and it has to be passed on the baton of the word of god or the training and the knowledge in the word of god has to be passed on and so going back to the timothy he says and you have known it from childhood it means that he was programmed and trained in the word of god right from the very onset and the generation before timothy has passed the word on to them amen and god expects us to be able to pass the knowledge through the generations and so we should be able to pass it on over to our children and our children to our children's children amen the word of god in you is intended for the generations after you the word of god in you is intended for the generations after you so every information that you have every sound doctrine that you have any doctrine that we received of the holy spirit is intended for the next generation and so anything that you have in you you have to make the conscious effort to be able to pass it on because the, the word needs not to die or need not die with you but it has to be passed on to the next generation amen unfortunately there are so many and there are some christian families with a generational gap in terms of their training in the word of god their dads were believers their dads were born again but for some reason their children could not follow suit why because it was not passed on to them and so there's a gap the, 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 the grandfather was a preacher and then the father was an alcoholic and then the grandson probably managed to be a believer and then backslides but whatever we receive from the word of god we are meant to pass it on there should not be any generational gap in terms in terms of our training in the word of god amen 
And so it's important for us to know how and why we have to pass the word on to the next generation. It is our responsibility to pass the word on. Training in the word of God is an inheritance. Training in the word of God or knowledge in the word of God is an inheritance that needs to be passed on to the next generation. If there's any other thing that you want to pass on to your children, the first and the most important thing is to be able to pass on the knowledge of God's word. The sound doctrine that you have received in the word has to be passed on and it's an inheritance. Just as we work and want to leave a building, want to leave behind a land or kind of a fortune or kind of investment, in the same way, we should also leave an inheritance of the word of God in our children. It is not something that we can leave it at the point of death or at the bed of death, but it's something that we leave in them over a period of time. And so it's very important for us to put in them that inheritance in the form of the word. Amen. So Timothy had known the scriptures from his childhood because he has been trained in the word of God and has been passed on to him. And now he's in the position of passing it on unto other people. Amen. So today our first scripture is Proverbs 22 verse 6. Proverbs 22 verse 6. Kabarabadea. Proverbs 22 verse 6. I read. He says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train the child in the way he should go. Every child that God gives us, there is a way that he has to go. And the way that the child has to go is the way of the word. Amen. And so the Bible says that train the child the way he should go. Train the child in the word of God. Pass the word over to the child. And when he's older, he will not depart from it. Because by passing it on at a very early age and when they are younger, we are able to build a solid foundation from which the child is able to find after on and when they are older amen so the next generation has to be trained in the way of god through the scriptures the next generation has to be trained in the way of god through the scriptures the word is the way and the way they should go the word is the way there's no other way that our children and the next generation after us have to go on but the way of the word of God. Amen. So what we have to do is to be able to catch them young and impart the knowledge of the Holy Scriptures into them. Amen. If for so many reasons you are in a place which is noisy, uh, I advise that you mute your phone and then we can all enjoy it. I'll send it over um, the recording and we can have some time again to listen to it. Amen. And we're going to have... Uh, 15 minutes of question time at the end we started last week and i believe that we're going to have the boldness to ask some more questions at the end of this section amen and so coming back to proverbs 22 verse 6 catch them young and impart the knowledge of the scriptures into them we should not wait for them to be older just catch them young feed them the word of god pass it over unto them program their lives for the future based on the word of god and they will be blessed amen the only one is only a product of her childhood or his childhood i read again one is only a product of his or her childhood you can never grow to become anything else apart, apart from what you've been programmed in your childhood to be 
So in this case, Timothy was programmed in his childhood to become what he grew up to become. So we can only be a product of our childhood. That is why it's very important for us to pass the information or the knowledge of God's word into the generation after us. So with age and experience in life, the course of a person's life tends to deviate in response to the challenges and the stimuli around him or her. I read that again. With age, as we go on, as we grow, and with experience, the life and the course of a person's life tend to deviate in response to the stimuli or the challenges around him or her. So when they grow, the kind of uh, uh, distractions that they get, the kind of attractions that they get, the kind of stimulation that they get, the kind of challenges that they get, tend to cause them to deviate them of the the cause that God has for their life. That is why Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, we should train them the way to go so that when they are distracted, when they get older with experiences and challenges, they will not deviate, but they will stay on course. And so it's very important for us to catch them young and impart the word of God into them. Amen. The last point that we're going to raise on Proverbs 22 verse 6, it says, when a child is set in the way of the scriptures, when a child or the next generation is set in the way of the scriptures, regardless of life's challenges, the foundation still holds. Regardless of life's challenges, the foundation still holds. And so it's very important for us to get the word of God and train our children with the word of God that we get so that their foundation is solid and that they will not deviate regardless of the challenge that they go through in life. Amen. Remember, today's session is entitled Passing the Word On. And it's from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. The bit that says, Timothy had known the scriptures from childhood. Amen. So stay with us. So we're moving on to our second scripture, which is Deuteronomy chapter 11 and 19 to 21. We're going to spend a bit of time in this scripture. And so I want us to stay very sensitive. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 19 to verse 21. Passing the word on. Passing the word on. I read the New King James Version. You shall teach them to your children, speaking to them when you sit in the house. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, and you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. Amen. This scripture is loaded with a lot of information, but I want us to take a bit of time and just look at what the Spirit of God wants to teach us about passing the word on to the next generation. Now you can see this. It says, you shall teach them. Take note of that word. You shall teach them. Now it says, speaking unto them. Take note of that word. Speaking unto them. And then take note of this. When you sit in the house. Now, Take note of this. It says, when you walk by the way. Now, it says, when you lie down and when you rise up. Okay. Now, the other verse says, you shall write. So, the first word was there, teach and then write. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on the gates, 
that the days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord has sworn to your fathers to give you. It means that their lives are multiplied. The days of their lives are multiplied based on the training that you give unto them and how well you transfer unto them. Also, it means that if we do well to transfer that information, our days of our lives are extended. They are multiplied. So you are not just doing good to your children, but you are doing good to yourself. You're not just doing good to the next generation, but you are doing good to yourself because your days are going to be multiplied. Amen. And so coming back to the scripture, let's say this. The first point that we want to raise from Deuteronomy chapter 11, 19 to 20 is that God expects you to teach the next generation. He expects because he's instructing the people of Israel, you shall teach them. So God has given an instruction for the word to be taught and be passed on to the next generation. And so it is God's expectation of us to be able to pass the word on and able to teach our children. Do not allow the world or the unbelievers to teach our children. We should not allow the world or the unbelievers to teach our children. Teaching your children or the next generation the word of God is your God-given responsibility. It is something that God has given us as our responsibility to be able to pass it on to the next generation. And it's the most important investment or legacy that you can ever leave behind. It's an investment. We are investing into their lives by passing the word on. So God expects us to teach our children. We should not allow the world to teach them. And we should teach the next generation. And we teaching them is our God-given responsibility. And it's an important investment. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're going to see some principles here based on the scriptures that we have read. So now the question that we ask is, how do we teach them? How do we teach them? That the scripture that we just read in Deuteronomy 11, 19 to 21 was very explicit, was very clear as to how the teaching has to take place. So take note of these words. It says, you shall teach them. And then it says, speaking to them. You shall teach them by speaking to them. That's the first point. So speak the word to them. And let them speak the word. Two sides. Speak the word to them and let them speak the word. Now that's what it means. Let the word of God be the subject of discussion in the home. Let the word of God be the subject of discussion in the home. It says speaking to them when you sit in the house. So it means that the word of God becomes the subject of discussion in the home. No other thing should be a subject of discussion at the dinner table or in the house except the word of God. Let it be a subject of discussion. The reason why we are not able to teach our children is that anything else could be a subject in your house. The latest technology, the latest hit, the latest news, but nothing of the word of God. And so the Bible says that speak to them the word of God at your table when you sit in your house. So the word of God should be the subject of discussion in your home and at the dining table. Amen. The language of the home should be stem or should stem from the scriptures. The language of the home should come from the scriptures. 
It should come from your scriptures. Speaking uh, things like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Your boy or your daughter or your, uh, your niece or your nephew gets up in the morning and he should be able to say things like, God, I thank you for the breath of life that you are giving me. I'm excited because this is the day that the Lord has made. You have made that into their language and the things that they say in the house is stemming out or coming out of the scriptures. So speak to them the word and let them speak the word. Speak the scriptures to them at home. Your exchanges or communications should be enriched by the word of God. So the kind of things that you say should be enriched by the word of God. It's so unfortunate that the kind of language that we teach our children sometimes are very negative. Words of discouragement, words of fear, words of intimidation. And even sometimes we tend to swear. And I don't know how we manage to do that. But sometimes it's because of the language that we are also exposed to out there. And we've not managed to indoctrinate ourselves with the language of the scriptures. And so for us to be able to speak to them, it means that we have to have the language of the scriptures to be able to speak to them. So our exchanges and communications should be enriched with the word of God. Amen. So that is what it means to say that speak to them when you sit in the house. Amen. So now we're going to the second point on the speaking to them. It says, speak to them when you walk by the way. Speak to them when you walk by the way. That's what it means. Ensure that they carry the scriptures with them wherever they go. So wherever they go, wherever they find themselves, they should carry the scriptures with them. You know, you'll be surprised to know that our children or the next generation speak different when they go out. They don't speak the same language that they hear at home. They speak a different language. They go with the flow. Their language are uh, contaminated. Their language is filthy. They are not speaking the word of God. And so we're meant to speak to them and let them speak the word of God. So speaking to them by the way means ensure that they carry the scriptures with them wherever they go. Wherever company they find themselves in. Whether in school, whether in college, whether at workplace. They should carry the scriptures with them. And listen to this. This is what it means to um, um, speak to them by the way. It says, the scriptures should always go with them. So they are going with the scriptures. Make them appreciate the practical application of the word. It's something that you learn and something that you walk in and walk with. We don't just speak the word of God. We don't just talk about the word of God at home. But you are meant to walk with the word of God and walk in the word. That is say, that's why it says, speak to them when you walk by the way. Amen. So you are teaching them the practical application of the scriptures. Walk by the scriptures yourself and train them to be able to walk by the scriptures also. So it says, when you walk with them, it means that you are practicing the word of God. You are applying the word of God. You are carrying the word of God whilst you go wherever you go. And because of that, they are also walking the same way that you are walking in relation to the word of God. Amen. So how do you teach them? Speak to them the word of God and let them speak the word of God. Speak to them when you sit at home. Speak to them when you walk by or walk with them by the way. Amen. We're going to the next one. It says, speak to them when you lie down. Speak to them when you lie down. That's what it means. The scriptures should be in their reflections. It means that in their quiet times, 
in when in when they are reflecting, when they are thinking, when they are alone, the process of their thinking and their reflection should be consumed with the word of God. And it cannot happen until you speak the word of God into them. So when they are quiet and lying down in their reflections, the word of God begins to play back to them because you are teaching them the word of God by speaking into their lives. And so when they lie down, their reflections are consumed and filled with scriptures. It means that you teach them to rest in him and to rest with the word of God. I told you that this section is a bit loaded. I'll take a bit of time for us to digest it. We said it, uh, send the recordings over. You can listen to it again because I'm being blessed by it and I believe that the Spirit of God is also blessing you. I want us to tap into this. It says, teach them to rest in and with the Word of God. That's what it means when they lie down. It means that you are teaching them that they can rest in the Word of God and they can rest with the Word of God. So when the word of God is in them, the word of God gives them rest. It gives them peace. It gives them a peace of mind. And they are rest assured in the word of God. They lie in the word of God because you are speaking to them the word of God when they lie. Amen. This is what it also means. That a scripture should be the last thing they hear before going to sleep. Before they sleep, the word of God should be the last thing for them to hear. So it says, speak to them when they lie. So when they are going to bed, make sure that the word of God goes into them. Depending on their age, they might be teenagers, they might be uh, young adults. But spend some time with them, at least pop up and speak to them the word of God. Just give them the scripture to lie with. And so it's important for us to pray with them at night. It's important. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that is what it means to speak the word of God to them when they lie down. Amen. So we've done three things and are speaking the word of God to them and let them speak the word of God. Amen. So we're going on to the fourth one. It says, speak the word of God, teach them the word of God by speaking to them when they rise up. When they rise up. That's what it means. It means that give them a scripture for the day. Before they get out, give them a scripture. When they rise up, let them rise up with a scripture. Let them go out in the day with a scripture in their mind. Feed their mind with a scripture for the day. Give them a scripture to start their day with. So that they will be God aware and scripture aware right from the start of the day. So right from the start of the day, they are God aware. They are scripture aware. They are ready to receive the word of God. And so that is how they start their day. Amen. Remember. That your day is defined by the first thing you hear at the start of the day. Those of us in in, in U.S. are very fortunate because we are having this section around the very early times of the morning. You're probably the kids that are meant to go to school are not gone yet. But it's important for us to remember this. That your day is defined by the first thing you hear at the start of the day. That's why it says, teach them the word of God by speaking to them when they rise up. And so when they get up in the morning, give them a scripture for the day. Give them a scripture to start their day with so that they become God aware and scripture aware right from the start of the day. Remember your day is defined by the first thing you hear at the start of the day. Amen. How do we teach them? How do we teach them? We teach them by speaking to them the word and letting them speak the word. Amen. We cannot cause them to speak the word 
unless we are speaking to them the word. And that's how we speak to them. We speak to them in the house. We speak to them by the way. We speak to them when they lie down. And we speak to them when they rise up. Amen. So four points under the speaking. Now we're moving on to the second point under how to teach them. The first point was speaking to them. And we talked about four things under that. And now we're moving on to the second one, which says, right. Now we're going back to the scripture again, Deuteronomy chapter 11, 19 to 21. It says, and when you rise up, and then it goes, you shall write them. You shall write on the doorpost. Now, it is very important for us to write the scriptures. It is very important for us to write the scriptures. And that's what it means. Write out the word and let them write out the word. So you write the scriptures out and then you make them write the scriptures out themselves. That is a way of teaching them. But where do we write the word? And how do we write the word? Where do we write the word? And how do we write the word? Amen. The first place and the most important place to write the word is in their hearts. That's difficult because there's no way you can actually go into their hearts and write the word there. But there are spiritual principles that we can follow to ensure that the word of God is not just in their heads, but the word of God is in their minds. Amen. We are talking about the next generation, passing it on. That is our main topic for today. Do not forget. The scripture should be scripted in your hearts. Most importantly, it should be scripted in your hearts. A scripture which is written on one's heart brings about a permanent change in the life of the person. You know, change never happens unless the word of God is written on your heart. It says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. So the transformation of walking in a sinless life as, as a result of where you have kept the word, where the word has been stored and written. So it is very important for us to write the words in your heart. Because words that are written in your heart bring about a permanent change in their lives. Pray that God will write the scriptures on the tablets of their heart. It's important to add prayer to it. Every time you wake up, you say, Father, I lift my children, I lift my grandchildren before you, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that every word that I speak to them, may those words be written and may those words be written on the tablets of their hearts in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 7 verse 3 says this. There's just a point to emphasize where we have to write the scripture. Writing it in the heart. Proverbs chapter 7 verse 3. Proverbs 7 verse 3. It says, tie them on your fingers. As a reminder, that's another point that we have to take note of. Tie them on their fingers. There should be clues of the scriptures all over in our house. Reminders. And it says, write them deep within your heart. He's asking the scripture to be written in our hearts. That is the most important place for us to write the scriptures. Amen. And so we need to write it out and let them write it out themselves. Amen. Deuteronomy 11 uh, verse 18, which is part of the scriptures that we read, uh, not necessarily we read from 19 to 21. But looking back on the 18 of Deuteronomy chapter 11. Looking back on the verse 18, it says, Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be 
as front uh, frontlets between your eyes that's uh, another teaching for some other day but let us look at the first bit it says therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul it means that the ultimate destination of the word of god should be in your heart so we are speaking unto them and we are writing and teaching them by writing it on the tablets of their hearts because that should be the ultimate destination or the 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 the, the ultimate um destination of the word of god amen and the word of god should be impressed on their hearts and souls prayer and continued i'm, I'm going to say this again let's take note of this prayer and continuous exposure and deep reflections i'll say it again prayer and continuous exposure and deep reflections enables the scripture to be written on their hearts so one you pray that god writes it on your heart and also by prayer and continued a continuous exposure and deep reflection of the word of god enables the word of god to be written on your hearts so you spend some time with them to pray with them concerning the scripture that you have read Continue to expose them to the scripture. Make them think about the word of God. Sometimes you just read the word of God unto them and just allow them some time to reflect upon it and then you pray. And by doing so, the scripture is not just in your heads, but they are being written on the tablets of their hearts. Amen. Praise the Lord. Remember again, the heart is the final destination of the word of God in us. Amen. So you write it in your heart. Number two, where do we write it and how do we write it? You write it on walls. You write it on doors. You write it in books and even electronic devices. We are in a modern day technology now. So you write it on walls. You write it on books and doors and on devices. Amen. Get your children to write out scriptures on papers and books and electronic devices. It's important. It's important for us to write it out. You know, by writing it out is a process of retaining information. When you have something in your head, one of the ways of trying it to uh, trying to maintain and to store and to keep it is to write it out. Sometimes you have to get up in the morning and just write a scripture out. By writing it out literally on a, on a paper or in a book on in your on your iPad or on your phone, you allow the process of the word of God to be written in you in Jesus name. Amen. So the more you write out the scripture, the more you are able to memorize the scripture. The more you are able to reflect on the scripture. So it's important to allow our next generation to be able to write out the scripture because the more you write it out, the more you are able to memorize and able to reflect on the scriptures. This allow or this will allow our children or the next generation, including older and adult adult ones as well, to learn through a pictorial and verbal way. So by seeing them written, they are able to picture the word of God and they are able to verbally learn the word of God. So it's important. So they are not just learning the word of God verbally, but they are learning the word of God pictorially. It means that true pictures, because they've written it down, they can see and feel the word of God. They can see the word of God and they can memorize the word of God and they can speak and write the word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope you are staying with us. We only got three minutes and then we enter into a time of questioning. 
Amen. But we will not be able to finish. We are not in a rush because the word of God, it cannot be exhausted. Amen. Going on to our next point on, which is based on Exodus chapter 11 and 19 to 21. On this, on a sub a title, writing it is, listen to this. The writings and inscriptions on your walls and doors should be scriptural and edifying. There are so many writings. People have got paintings in their homes. They have got writings on their walls. They've got frames or pictures that have got writings on them. May those writings reflect the word of God. They should be edifying. Because one of the things that I remember in my, in my younger ages and the things that I remember even in my adult life are the things and inscriptions that I've seen written on walls. Those of us from, uh, from, from, from Africa, we understand how all these things work. The kind of names they give to our shops, the kind of things they write on, on taxis and kind of things they write on, on public transport. All these things carry a message. And so it's very important to have inscriptions and writings around our homes, which are scriptural and they are spiritually edifying. It's important. What picture and inscriptions do you have, have you got on your walls? What picture or inscriptions have you got on your walls? Your children are able to visualize the scriptures, which in turn affect their thinking. So when you write it out, when you paint it out, when you make it as an inscription on the wall, they are able to uh, make pictures of their minds. Uh, in their minds concerning the scripture. They are able to visualize the scripture and they are able to turn them into their thinking. Amen. So fill your home with as many scriptural inscriptions as you can. Many scriptural writings as you can. It's a process of passing the information and the word of God onto the next generation. Amen. You're going to make our last point on Deuteronomy chapter 11, 19 to 21. And then we open the floor for some question time. Amen. Our last point on the scripture says... Your ability to train your children in the word of your ministry, life, and your family. The length or the extension of your life and your family and your family tree is dependent on how well you are able to train um, the, the, your children in the word of God. Amen. There are certain words which are very, quite tricky. But we come to the end of today's lesson as a way of recap. We started off from 2 Timothy chapter 3, 14 to 17. We read that scripture and we took from that scripture known from childhood. And then we said that God wants us to pass the word on. And then we started off with Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6. And then we made some few points under that. And then we went to Deuteronomy chapter 11, 19 to 21, which we've spent a lot of time on. We're talking about how to teach our children. We made mention on the fact that we have to speak it and we have to write it. We have to speak it. And we have to write it. Amen. And we've talked about how we're going to make the speaking take place in our homes by the wayside whilst they lie, whilst they write up, and whilst they rise up. And then we talked about the second one, writing the word down, writing it on the walls, writing it on your hearts, writing it in books. You allow the word of God to be visualized. You allow the word of God to be memorized and allow the word of God to be reflected on. Amen. So we have come to the end of uh, today's main lesson, but we're going to open the floor for some question time. So if you are ready...